Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The entire plan was to nail the finance company and not pay off the loan. No, that's not, that wasn't the Well, plan. then what's the point? If, if the point is to pay off the loan, the car costs $3,000, take that $3,000 and put it towards bail. All right, so. No, not all right, so. Explain to me the scheme because it's not making sense to me. This is the plaintiff, Tanika Williams. She says her former childhood friend has ruined her life and she's rip-roaring mad at her. That's right, she was nice enough to put a car in her name for her former friend. The woman got the car repossessed and now won't pay her for the eight unpaid parking tickets and fines. So she's suing for the $5,000 she's owed. This is the defendant, Regina Bonaventure. She says she has no idea why her ex-longtime friend is suing her for a car she's never even sat in. The plaintiff made a deal with her boyfriend who's in jail, and it has nothing to do with her. Bottom line, the woman smeared her good name with all the people she cares about. And if anyone's owed money today, it's not the plaintiff. She's accused of double-crossing an old friend. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $5,000 for defamation of character. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian's on presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Yana. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Williams, you're suing your former yes. good friend, Ms. Bonaventure, for $5,000. Why? What happened? So, um, what happened was she fell on hard times, and um, actually, she's right. Her and her former or ex-boyfriend did ask me, can I get them the car? So she needed to get around because he was in prison at the time and she didn't have a car to get around. So, however, she came to me and she asked, can I take out a car for her in my name? And, you know, I really didn't want to do it, but I did. And the car got repossessed. And then after the car got repossessed, I wasn't too much worried about the repossession because I took care of that end. But the issue was about the tickets that was causing me not to be able to rent a car. 
She did. So you got her a car for her use, and mm-hmm. she drove it around for how long? Um, she had it for about a year. And then during that year, she got tickets and ignored them. And the tickets yes. come in your name because the car is in your name. Absolutely. The car gets repossessed because she's not making payments? She got, I, I'm not really sure. Um, pretty much, yes. The payments wasn't being paid as well. Okay, but you're not worried about the ruining of your credit with the repossession. You were worried about the tickets. The tickets amounted to how much? Um, $1,300. At the time when you first noticed them, how do you notice, how do you find out about the tickets? Um, I had called 311. But why? What made you, what possessed you to do it? Um, once the car got repoed, I just wanted to make sure that there was no tickets in my name. Okay. Because I already took care of the end of that. So okay. I just really wanted to make sure. And at the time, the tickets were $700. Yes. All right. And they have since doubled almost. Yes. All right. And you feel if she got the tickets, she should pay them, right? Absolutely. Pretty simple, right? Yes. Not so much, because now I'm going to hear her story, and she has an entirely different story. What do you say happened, Ms. Bonaventure? So, good afternoon, Judge. Um, I did call um, Tonica Williams. I called her on a three-way call when my boyfriend was incarcerated at the time. What was your boyfriend incarcerated for? He was incarcerated for, he was swept up. He got released right after that, though, for something with his friends. They all got pulled over in a car, and he was, he had to go into jail with them. Right, really but what, what, was it something that happened in the car, or was no, it? No, this car, no, no, no. This car wasn't even thought about yet. This is how the car got taken out to begin with. He was incarcerated. We needed the extra money from, to get him out. So I asked What the, do you mean I, the well, extra money to get him out? Well, he called, I called on three-way. He asked her to take out a car for him. And sell it to get the Why money. Why take out a car? You, how do you... T- you mean and then not pay it? I'm sorry. Not pay the loan? No, that's not what it was. So, so why not just was... put the money towards the bond? Why Why? Why buy a car, money. sell a car? Why do that? We had to sell the car for the extra money to get the bill money. How do you get the car? She financed the car, Ms. Tonica. So then the, the entire plan was to nail the finance company and not pay off the loan. No, that's not, that wasn't the well, plan. Well, then what's the point? If, if the point is to pay off the loan, the car costs $3,000, take that $3,000 and put it towards bail. All right, so. No, not all right, so person... explain to me the scheme because it's not making sense to me. There wasn't a scheme. What happened was the person that was trying to get a car to begin with didn't have good credit. So he called on, he called Tonica and asked her to pull out the car for him. So the money that was take, that was sold for that car was going towards his bail money. That's exactly what happened. Okay, so there's a, wait, stop. So there's a fourth person involved? There's four people involved. I never even sat in the car. Okay, so there is a guy willing to put money up for bail if Tanika gets a car in her name for that guy to drive? Basically. Who's that guy? Give me the first name of that guy. Oh, I don't know. This is this is this is somebody that he had. The, this the only thing that I did was three way to call. He had everything planned out. I don't even know the person that okay. He sold and the car what's to. your? Everything. Is this boyfriend still your boyfriend? No. And what was his name? First name. That's who wrote the letter, Delano. Now, who then got the tickets? I wouldn't know. I did not drive that car at all. Not once. Right, but you are involved in getting this deal done in order to get your boyfriend out. No, what I did was he asked me to call Tonica. I called Tonica on three-way. They spoke. That was it. He asked me to bring Tonica. Well, she asked me because she didn't have a way to get there to go to the dealership. So I went and I brought her to the dealership. I did not sign for no no car. I did not drive no car. All I did was make a three-way call. What is your response to that, Ms. Williams? 
First of all, I had no knowledge of no third-party contact with the car being sold for bail money. That is new news to me. Second of all, um, she drove the car off of the lot. And if I could have went to the dealership to get the the um, tape, they would have shown she drove the car. She sold the car. You the one that did all the transactions. So what do you mean that you didn't that you didn't have gotten the car when you the one that drove it off of the lot? Ms. That doesn't even make any sense. Can I answer? Yeah. Can you please tell her to go to the dealership and give them the tape? Because there's no way that a person that finances a car, another person can drive off the lot with that car. The person who finances the car is the only person that can drive off the lot. Only way that I'll be able to drive off the lot is if my name was on that car and it wasn't. I have some questions. Your, your boyfriend gets out. What ends up happening with those charges? So, okay, so now let's speed up. So, Judge, he gets out now. Um, they made up whatever arrangements or whatever. She, she got her body done from him. He gave her, he gave her um, money to get her body done. He gave her $1,000, which I didn't have no knowledge Wait, of. Wait, what are you talking about? Get her body done. I don't know what you mean. Oh, yeah. He, she went to Miami and had um, cosmetic surgery with the same, from the same person who she helped, get, who she helped build out. Which is your ex-boyfriend? Yes. Okay, but he gave her how much? Because I'm from Miami, and I'm here to tell you that it doesn't cost $1,000 to get your body done. I don't, know. He gave her credit for her body, and he gave her $1,000 on another another point in time. I don't even know. He just what recently told me What do you mean credit for her body? What does that mean? Care credit. Basically, he paid for her body. He paid for what to be done? What cosmetic uh, procedure? To remove the fat from her stomach and put it in her butt. Okay, I'd be removing the fat from my butt. I'd be more worried about the fat from my butt. But, but so liposuction and some kind of, yes. all right. And then he paid how much? Um, I don't know. Do you have to, that's, that's the thing. I don't know the arrangements. He paid for her body, he gave her $1,000. How much did your body cost? You have to ask her. So he paid for the entire surgery plus gave her $1,000. And gave her $1,000. And then she then asked for $10,000 for her teeth. And he said and no. everything went haywire. All right. What is going on between you and the ex-boyfriend and any money that transpired there, Ms. Williams? Um, I don't know what she's talking about. I'm sitting here in disbelief because he paid for my body to get done. When? When did that happen? $1,000? It cost 5500 to get it done at the time. He's, so how she says he paid the 5500 plus 1000 that's that's a lie. Did he pay anything? No, he didn't pay a dime. Okay. Not a dime. Have you had Second any discussions course. with him regarding paying of these tickets? Um. So what happened was because he said he was a, it was his word as a man that when he came home he was going to make sure mm. to cover the car for her. Um. When he got home he was fighting his case and he said to me, "Oh, can I wait till after he finishes his case? He gonna give me the money. He just fighting his case. He trying to get over this case." He kept on calling when he called from prison. Did you ever um, talk to him about getting the car in order to do this deal so that he could get bond? No. The car was supposed to be for her use, for her to drive it. So I don't understand where it came in for third-party contact and all this stuff she's saying. I don't know what she's talking about. She's the one who put the down payment for the car. I didn't put it down because I'm not. it's not for me. So why would I be putting down money for a car that I didn't? How I'm much did driving. she put down? I'm not sure. I can't remember. This is, I, I can't remember. I'm not going to lie. Here's a letter that purports to be from your ex. I asked her to call a three-way to Tanika. I asked her to finance a vehicle for sale for the remaining balance of my bail. Tanika said yes in agreement of me paying her back. All right. Here's some email uh, text between you and Ms. Williams and Ms. Bonaventure. This is you saying, at the end of the day, Primo, that's the ex-boyfriend, was locked up. So at the end of the day, you should feel responsible to make sure Primo 
makes sure he pays. If you don't know what she's talking about, why are you sending a text saying, at the end of the day, you should feel responsible and make sure Primo pays? Why would you would you say this if it's not Primo's responsibility to pay you back, Ms. Williams? Because technically speaking, it's both of their responsibilities. Well, then why don't you technically say that in this text? Why isn't that what you say? Um, I don't know. I just was basically getting at her because I had no way to contact him. He had, I have no phone number, so she's the only one that I can keep talking about it with. Every time I ask her about his number, she don't give it up. So it's like, okay, seeing that y'all are both together... I'm going to keep, I'm going to target somebody. Somebody got to pay it because it was both of y'all. I even was saying I was going to pay. He told me not to, that I have nothing to do with me. He was going to take care of it. So that's why I went with it. Furthermore, I'm not going to sit here on Major's birthday and argue or dispute or go back and forth about something that happened in 2015. Okay. The, apparently you were having a party for your child, Ms. Bonaventure, and you wanted Ms. Williams to come, but you were warning her that Primo was coming? Yes, so that way, um, if she wanted to speak to him, like I said, just pull him to the side and have a conversation with him. I was letting her know that he was coming so they can resolve whatever was going on, just do it away from whatever was going on. Okay. Did she end up going to Major's birthday? She did not. My goddaughter didn't even come either. Okay, now this is a message from the plaintiff to you. You, you, you. Yes, he's the one who said that he's going to be a man of his word and pay it off. But for the fact, simple fact that you don't feel no type of remorse or no type of feeling to say, you know what? Why you come into court and you tell me this is totally between you and Bonaventure, but then I'm hearing these messages where it's clearly not just about you and Bonaventure. It sounds to me like maybe you're trying to make your version better by pretending that this car was just for your friend on the down and out. And I'm not really buying that that was the arrangement. So I'm going to give you another chance to tell me what the skinny is here so that I can figure out if she has liability or she doesn't have liability. But you can't color it by trying to pretend that this was all for her and you don't know what she's talking about when she mentions Primo because I see your texts and I hear your voice. So now mm -hmm. let's try it one more time. Take two. What actually was the arrangement here? Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Okay, so pretty much, if someone is in prison while a transaction is being made, how could you take them to court? He, his proof is that he was not home. He wasn't there. The person who took care of all of the business for him was her. So who are you going to go after? Not the person that did it? I'm not going to go after the person that was in prison because his, he has his proof that he was in prison. So how could he... Did anything. Big, well, if, did so he talk to you? Have to go did after. he talk to you and ask you to do all this for him on the three-way call? Not, I, I, was, I never had no acknowledgement about the selling part, but he did ask me, can I get the car for her to be able to get around so that she can come and do, um, go see him in jail and go to the lawyers and whatever they had going on. She didn't have a vehicle. 
So he asked me, can I get her the vehicle? And when he come home, his word as a man, he's going to take care of it. But when he came home, he so, beat his case after so, serving 25, that he was going to do 25 to life in prison. He beat the case after she done robbed everybody to pay Peter to feed Paul, right? I kept beefing with her about it. Like, when is Primo going to pay it? He said he was going to pay it for you. So what's going on? She, Primo never prayed it. He ignored me. So I went after her. That's the true story. Why didn't you just sue Primo, though, if he's the one who said he obligate to pay you? Because we all know what actually happened. What actually happened is that the money was used for bail. So if... if I, I, that part I don't know about. So who, who got the tickets? If we're talking about tickets that were obtained June 27th of 2016, who had possession of the car by then? That fourth party? Oh, yes. The car was already gone from the first day that we pulled it out of the um, the, the um, dealership. The car was sold that day. How did you sell it? Because it you don't have the title. So how did you sell it? Right. Basically, the person took over the, the loan. That's pretty much what they did. I don't know where these tickets came from. I'm only assuming that it had to be because that's who we sold it to. But, you know, you didn't really... What you did was a completely illegal transaction because you didn't actually sell it to him because you don't own it. It's in her name. So you can't sell a right. car she you don't Right, she was there with me. The, the person came no, in front of the house and took the car. No, yes, I wasn't. Was, no, don't I'm lie. Sorry. The person came in front of the you. house and took the car. I was not with you when you sold no car because I didn't know no car I'm going to drive two cars. The person don't, came don't, in front of the house and took the car. Don't lie. I was never present to see no car be sold. Promise you that. Because I'm not going to give it to someone who I don't know. Um, Judge, she was way aware that she was given selling the car. Why would, but yeah, why okay. would she do this? Why would Ms. Williams, in order to get your boyfriend out of jail, uh, put a car in her name to go to yet another person who can just get tickets or have a car crash and now she's responsible because it's her car? Like, why, why would she do that for you? Well, she didn't do it for me. Like I said, it was a three-way call. I well, never asked. You were the one who was close to her. Why would she do it for him? Why she would she do it for your boyfriend? He's been lying on oath the whole time. I just haven't said anything. He's the one who asked me to call Tanika. I made the three-way call. They spoke. They spoke about everything. The, she's on here lying under oath. They spoke about everything. <laughs> she knew what the arrangements was. Nobody put a gun to her head. Nobody begged her to do it. He spoke to her. She agreed to it the next following day, if not the following day after that, we went to the dealership to take this car out. We had a party 2016 at her mom's house, and he was there, and they was talking. So they was fine. Every time you turn around, she's calling every holidays. All of a sudden, she wants $10,000. She wants $5,000. There's always some money thing with her every time you turn around. In 2020, you say to her, send me the plate number to take care of the tickets. I've been telling you that for years. Do that, and that blank will be paid today. Who was right. going to pay it? D Delano was going to pay it. He kept asking her to send. He kept asking me to ask her to send the plate. Send the plate. She never sent it. I can give you a how many voice notes of me saying, Tanika, we keep arguing about the same thing. Do you Just have any text so where you send the ticket. plate number so that he can pay it? Miss, um, if you look, there's another one, like an index card, where it has the plate numbers, and it says 700 and something dollars. Yeah, there's that was a in picture. 2015. There's a picture yes, there's a with the right here. Right, with the plate number and you say I sent it to him. He gonna do it when he get in. Miss Bonaventure, you yes. here it is and you get and and what? He didn't do it? All right, so no. When I sent it to him or whatever, he said that that can't be correct because he already had the person already had turned in the plates. 
So he, that's, that's the only thing I know from that. So that's okay, all I could do. But like, that. here's the thing, Ms. Williams, when you try to make it look like all your dealings were with Ms. Bonaventure, and I see these kind of texts, I sent it to him, he's gonna take care of it. It's very obvious to me that, that you did not take out a car for her for her use. It's very obvious to me that you have some dealing with her ex-boyfriend and his obligation to pay you. I don't know why you're not suing him. It has nothing to do with whether he's in jail. A person can make themselves indebted while they're in jail, because you can make a phone call from in jail. It couldn't be more obvious over and over and over in your text that there's a someone else involved and that there's some other fugazi stuff going on and that, you know, you are only mad at her because she's not helping you to get paid by him. So I'm, I'm not going to order her to pay the unpaid tickets or much less $3,700 in pain and suffering. I know that it, it pains you and that you've suffered because in the end, even if you did it for him, you really did it for her and you feel like she should step up to the plate more. I understand that. But a moral obligation is not a legal obligation. You need to understand that. So, you know, the person you need to sue is him. And then he gets to bring up a defense. Wait a second. I paid for her, whatever. And here's a th proof of the $1,000 I gave her. And so I have paid her. What, you know, that, that's how this has to happen. Not here, not today, and not against her verdict for the defendant. On your counterclaim against her for $5,000 for defamation of character, why? Because because she's going around telling people that you owe her money? Yeah, she's saying that I owe her money. She's telling people that I'm But, like, but she just, does feel, she, she may be wrong legally, but she feels like you, you know, you were part of this too. It's not like you could say, yeah, but I, I have tried. nothing to do with this. You may not be the person who's obligated, but you know, you were right there in the soup of things. How is it that that means that she has lied and defamed you? I'll tell you how it doesn't. On your lawsuit against her, like zero also. Well, we both flourish. Don't matter to me. Well, in this rather complex case, neither party wins. Let's go to Ms. Williams first. She's the plaintiff. Ms. Williams, you don't get $5,000 from the from the defendant. What, what What's your reaction? You, you sued the wrong person is what the judge says. Personally, I feel like at the end of the day, um, if, if it was a murder and she's the one who went to the crime scene to go take care and clean up the mess, who's going to go to prison if the other person was not there? She is, correct? That would be right. So I, I don't see how she won the case because at the end of the day, how can I sue someone that was in prison at the time? It doesn't make sense. Well, the judge said you could. Judge said you can sue someone in prison. Ms. Bonaventure, do you understand what the judge ruled? You do not get $5,000. Yes, I do. I, like, if she would have played my other voice note, she would have heard me saying the only thing I'm responsible for was making the call and, you know, situating the whole deal. I'm not going to totally remove myself from what happened. At the end of the day, there's different ways to deal with things. Tanika knows this. She's just been going about it the wrong way. That's how I feel. And I also have before and after pictures. She sure did get her body done. All right. Well, thank you very much. Sorry you, you failed in your lawsuit. Uh, I hope you guys work it out. No, I'm good with that. I just wanted it to be over. Yeah, well, it is over. It's over now. The lawsuit's over anyway. Okay. Yeah. Harvey? Doug, defamation usually does not involve opinions. People are generally, I say generally, allowed to state their opinions, and they're protected from defamation suits because the point is not stated as truth. It's stated as, this is the way I feel. Did you ever get detention in school? I think it's hard to get through public school like your whole life and never get detention. I think it's hard to get through any school your whole life and never so, get yeah, detention. Yeah. I, I got detention. I got, uh, let's see, in, in sixth grade, uh, I got in a fist fight and I had to do detention and my whole front of my shirt was just pure blood. 
<laughs> I had to sit through it like a couple hours of detention anyway. But I wasn't, I wasn't a troublemaker. I was a rule follower. How about yeah. you? Oh, I was a rule follower. <laughs> I was definitely a rule follower. But, but I remember sitting, I don't remember what for, right. but I remember sitting plenty of times in detention. Plus there's that time when you were talking in line and Sister Leonita hit you on the butt with the ruler. A yardstick. A yardstick, right? She broke the uh, yardstick. She broke it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have a word with Sister Leonita <laughs> up there one day. If I, if I run into her there. If you, if you have doubts about that. I have doubts about whether I'll run into Sister Leonita up there. This is the plaintiff, Victoria Sobolewski. She says she rented an apartment and the landlord sold the place to the defendant and she was kicked out. The heartless woman refuses to give her back her $1,650 security deposit and she's suing. This is the defendant, Makiba. She says she purchased an apartment under the Federal Housing Administration program and didn't realize she was required to live on the premises. She gave the plaintiff and her roommate written notice to vacate. The plaintiff stayed longer than she was allowed to. She's owed rent and has every right to keep the plaintiff's money. She's accused of holding on tight to cash. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff rented an apartment in the defendant's house and says she was kicked out. But the defendant says she's a first-time landlord who gave the plaintiff written notice to vacate and did nothing wrong. It's the case of booted but not muted. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Soboleski, you are suing your former landlord, Ms. Makiba, for $1,650 that you say she owes you and refuses to pay. Tell me what's happening. So I moved into the property in November of 2019 um, with a roommate. I was there for, um, I guess, two years. Um, my old landlord had sold it in March, and then I was asked in August to find a new place to live. Okay. Um, so I was and were you on a month-to-month tenancy at that point? Yeah. So after the one year, it was month-to-month. Uh, and then when she became my landlord, it was agreed upon that we would keep it the same way. Okay. Um, then she told me that she would like to move in and I needed, uh, she gave me a 30 days notice or negotiable. Um, I said I would probably need more than 30 days. Um, so she gave me until October 1st. So that would be, October 1st would have given you how many days, 60? Um, a little bit less than 60, yeah. Okay. So I start looking for an apartment. Um, first of all, there wasn't much out there to be rented. Um, everything I could find was dramatically more expensive than the last time I'd looked for an apartment or when I moved into that apartment, way more expensive than I could afford. Um, and then when I did find something that was still more expensive, but on the lower end, you know, I had to find something. Uh, when I would apply, there would be like 30 other applicants. So it, it wasn't like I could find something and just, you know, be the one chosen to get the apartment. Right. Um, so I kept looking and then, you know, it kind of came down to around the October 1st mark and I, uh, you know, requested, I think I'm going to need 30 more days. And I was told that I needed to go to a, a hotel or a family member's house. Um, and, you know, I come from humble beginnings and I don't have the luxury of being able to go back to a parent's home or, you know, afford a hotel. Um, so I ultimately have nowhere to go. 
Um, and I told her, you know, I, I think I found a place. I'm talking to somebody. I have like an in with them. Um, so I'm kind of getting referred. So I felt like I was going to get this apartment um, and I needed 30 more days. And that's when she agreed upon it and said, okay, I will give you 30 more days. Um, I want you to pay $800 rent. For How much rent were you paying before that? So it was 1100 a month. Um, I had a roommate though at the time. Oh. And so I was paying 600 and my roommate was paying 500 all right, so the two of you agree that you will stay one more month at 800, correct? Yes. All right, so you move out at the end of October or did you take more time? I moved out on October 30th. Okay, and then what happens? Um, November 1st, I text messaged her and asked her um, when would I be able to get my security deposit back. And, and, that's, when, and that's when she told me um, she wasn't trying to be a but since I stayed longer than I was supposed to, she wasn't going to give me my security. All right, let me hear from you, Ms. Makiba. Hi, Judge Millian. Um, I would like to start by uh, just saying I did purchase the home March of 2021 um, using an FHA loan. At the time, I was unaware that I was required to move into the property right. uh, with an FHA loan. Like you're loan, supposed to live there for an FHA loan. You're not, right. It's not supposed for to be like a, a business investment. For, right, right. Right. Um, and so I ended up, when I found that out, um, I did uh, let them know like, hey, I am going to be moving in at some point. Um, I want to give you guys some time, but I do need to move in at some point. I called and like kind of was trying to see if 30, 45 or 60 days would work. Um, obviously, I was hoping for 30, but they both said that they needed more time. Um, and I was like, okay. Uh, so I agreed to, it was a little bit less than 60 days, but on the notice to vacate, um, it said you had to be out by October 1st. Um, and I give that to them in August. Okay. Um, and so on the notice to vacate, it does state after full compliance with this notice, um, you know, your security dep deposit will be returned. Um, so she did not comply with the notice because she did not move out on October 1st. Tell and, me about the discussions um, you had about the 800. Before, uh, you know, she says to me, hey, I'm actually supposed to be given 60 to 90 days to vacate by law. Um, and then she just went on to say that, you know, she hasn't been able to find a rental property um, and she's been looking, but she hasn't been able to find anything. Um, before that, though, I did send her multiple properties that she that were in her price range that she could possibly move into. Um, and her response to that was, well, I can't live in Camden or Gloucester. And I didn't understand, you know, why? Because when I initially asked her, I did, I did say, hey, where are you looking to to go. And she said anywhere in New Jersey. So Camden, I said anywhere Foster, in New Jersey Oakland. besides Camden. If you look, sorry, but if you Google Camden, it, it's What's wrong voted with Camden? many times, many times it's been voted the most dangerous city in the country. Where do you live, Ms. Makiba? I lived in Camden at the time and now I'm currently living at the property. <laughs> um, so I just, you know, I just felt like, okay, well, if you're trying to exhaust all of your options, then Camden, I don't see the issue, but that's not so you're from humble either. beginnings, just not as humble as Camden. Um, no, I've, I've, you know, I, as a child, I had been in Camden, um, and that's why I know about it so much. What is it that um, you I were saying to her about sixty to ninety days? What was that? So I was consulting with uh, friends who are lawyers and landlords, and from what I was finding on my own, I saw that it was sixty to ninety days. Where did you? What did uh, you find? Where did you find that you have sixty to ninety days notice on a month-to-month -month tenancy? I don't you have a month-to-month -month tenancy. That's not what you have. You don't get 60 to 90 days. You don't own the place. Yeah. She owns the place. 
So well, that's not accurate the... that you get 60 to 90 days. You ended up getting was... 60 days because she gave you 60 days or 58 or 55 or whatever it is. Yeah. And then you tell her, hey, you're supposed to give me 60 or 90. Also, it was the middle of a pandemic. And I thought, you know, I didn't know the right laws at that time because I know there was different laws. It's been impossible to find anything reasonably priced. I'm going to need until then to move out. And that's when I said, hey, you have 30 days required by law, but I was trying to be nice and give you the 60. That'll show you. I really am not being, you say, but you and I both know you would have to evict me. So either I can pay for another month and be on my way, or you can evict me and I'll be here till January. Now, I... Just a second. Is that what you said to her, Ms. Sobolewski? Uh, yes, because of what was going on with the pandemic and rentals and, you know, properties at that time. That's why you threatened her? I mean, I wasn't trying to threaten well, her. Well, it kind I of just, is. You know, it's telling her, trying. listen, you can do it my way or the highway, even though she already gave you double what she's supposed to give you. All right, I got it. I mean, Let I me ask you a question, Ms. McKeeba. Be before you bought, is this the first life. place you own? Yeah, this is the first time I've ever owned a property. All right, yeah. And did you familiarize yourself with the landlord-tenant laws in any way before having these problems? I didn't foresee what was going to happen, and I definitely learned a valuable lesson in terms of knowing the law. See, here's the thing. Um, there's How old are you, Ms. Uh, Makibi? I'm 27. Okay, I commend you for already launching your empire, but you have to know the rules about stuff, right? And so one of the rules about FHA is you're supposed to live there. I can't imagine you didn't read that um, because that, that should have been like all over all of your application. That's one that you needed to have learned through this. The second thing you need to have learned through this is that if, in fact, you are finding yourself in the position of being a landlord, then there are things you have to do as a landlord. Number one, you have 30 days to write to the tenant after they leave and tell them what portion of their security deposit you're refunding and why you're keeping any of it. You can't not do that. Number two, you live in a state that punishes landlords. Where do you get that it's treble damages, Ms. Sobolowski? Um, well, I, maybe it wasn't triple, but... Yeah, maybe it wasn't, was... so you shouldn't sue for it. It's double damages, okay? I, okay, I said double or triple, yeah. No, you sued for triple. So the court is supposed to look at the amount you wrongfully withheld, and if you wrongfully withheld it, then it's supposed to double the security deposit back to the tenant. The idea is that we want to have an incentive for landlords not to wrongfully withhold stuff. Now, I have a situation where you and she agree she can stay the rest of the time if she pays 800 So on what premise are you keeping the security deposit? That's a new contract you have with her. Uh, you can, you, in fact, you even gave her a lease, right, that said 800 so that's a concept in the law called accord and satisfaction. That means you guys agree already that this is what you're getting in return for her additional 30 days. On what planet would I be able to allow you to also keep the security deposit? In other words, you don't get to say one thing and do another, right? That makes sense, right? So, yes, I understand that. Yeah. When you make that deal with her, she doesn't think you're keeping the security. She thinks that's the deal. I, I you know, I, well, I will say that. Can I can I say? Something? Yeah. Um, when uh, I when she kind of put me between a rock and a no, hole. No, I know. By saying. Oh, no, she had you. She had you by the ponytail. Totally. Right. And to me. Right. It was and very, she's like, telling you, well, you, know, hey, oh. you could do that or I could stay till January. You know, I know right. that. I know right. that. 
Unfortunately, that's the kind of person that she is, right? I'm right. from humble beginnings. Yeah, no, be, she's. I didn't want to be her. Yeah, no, no. So you don't want to live in Camden like right. she had to do. No, I right. get it. I totally Love get it. But yeah. the law is the law is the law is the law. What you should have done, let me tell you what you should have done. You should have educated yourself, you should have given her 30 days, and you should have got a court and evicted her. That's what you should have done. Because you could have by that Thank point. You. There was no problem there. So the lesson you need to have learned is that no one else is going to be a nice guy. So you can't yeah. be a nice guy. You could decide to be a nice guy later. If you're going to continue to be a landlord, educate yourself on how to do it so that you don't have to hire a lawyer to do it. But my verdict in this case is for the plaintiff, as it has to be, and in the amount of double the security deposit, as it has to be, $1,100 verdict for the plaintiff. Thank you, Josh. Well, we all got a lesson in apartment renting and what a landlord has to do. Uh, Ms. McKeeba, that was really interesting. Uh, you learned a lot today, didn't you? I, I did learn a lot today. Um, I want to thank the judge for reviewing the case and uh, teaching me those, those hardy lessons. Um, and I think the first thing I'm going to do after this is go and find a landlord tenancy law book for dummies because I need to make sure that I'm aware of the law. Well, good for you. You've learned something very valuable. It was interesting watching you being grilled by the judge, like being in, in, in school again, <laughs> being tested. Right? Definitely. When she did that? <laughs> I, I was nervous. I'm a teacher, so I'm in school often, um, but I, I was a little nervous. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, she did see Victoria for who she really is, and she's not a very nice person. And so I had to kind of deal with that, um, and I'm, I'm better off for it now. I, I learned a, a valuable lesson. Good enough. You got to give her back uh, just over a thousand dollars, Ms. Cervaleski. Uh, you know, <laughs> you're lucky. You 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 sued for the wrong amount, but you learned a lesson out of all this too, didn't you? Um, yeah, I learned a lesson as well. Um, I'm glad I won right, what was rightfully mine. Um, you know, I don't like to have money taken away from me, and I felt like that was my money. Um, I was about to be thrown out on the street, um, so I don't like you know the way everyone's saying I'm not a nice person. Um, I just was you know in survival mode where I didn't want to not have a home. So it's, you know, not about me being a nice person. It's about me fighting for my rights um, and not being done dirty by a landlord like that. All right. Well, listen, you're a renter. You, you should, and all renters should know their rights as well. It benefits them. So yeah. good for you. All right. Congratulations and thank you very much. Doug, the security deposit laws vary from state to state. But there is some consistency, and I'll explain. When a landlord refuses to return a security deposit, there are certain things they have to do. And if they violate that, not only can the tenant get back the security, but in many states, you can get double the actual amount that was improperly withheld. And there are some states, actually, where you can get triple the amount which is actually withheld. So if this happens to you, go online, look at the law in your state, type in your state, and put security deposit return, and you'll find out what the rules of the road are. I took my car in for new tires, and the shop scratched one of the wheels. They admitted their mistake and offered to repaint and repair it. I told them they would have to paint all four so they look the same as the others, have a patina of 20 years. Am I right? This situation where you bring your car in and they damage one, one of your rims and it has to be repaired and painted and it's never going to look like the other three is a lot like the homeowner's uh, dilemma when a tile gets cracked right. in a kitchen and then you've got contiguous tile throughout the house and you've got the homeowner making the claim on, 
often on homeowners insurance and saying, look, I don't have that tile. The tile's 25 years old. We can't find a replacement tile that will match and I'm entitled to a repair that will match. And they say, well, I need $80,000 <laughs> to tear all of the tile out of my house and then to replace all the tile. And those cases often settle. In this scenario, this has actually happened to me, something very similar. Yeah, this seems where very I, Where I took a car in and someone scratched one of my, one of my rims and the tire shop, uh, they were indignant. They said, no, we're not going to fix all your rims. I said, well, really? I'm going to get one rim that's like bright silver and the other ones that look like they're 30 years old. And we ended up settling. We just kind of talked it over with him, and he said, "Well, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a little more. How much is it? How much is it to paint and repair all of them?" And I told him, and, he, and we kind of met in the middle. And, and you paid him to to do all of them? No, he didn't do the work. You I took it, it to somewhere somebody. else. Yeah, I couldn't wait to get my car out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want them to do anything except take it off the lift and point it towards my house. <laughs> you know? That's going to do it today, and we will see you tomorrow.